Welcome back. To Morning Synth. On FM. 97.7. Late at night. 4,566. Today, we bring you a special edition of Morning Synth. This time, we're recording late at night, nighttime synth. Thanks for being patient. We've been gone for a little bit. But the thing that does not change is that black lives matter. My Heart and I by Elizabeth Barrett Browning 1. Enough. We're tired. My heart and I. We sit beside the headstone thus and wished that name were carved for us. The moss reprints more tenderly the hard types of the mason's knife as heaven's sweet life renews earth's life with which we're tired my heart and I two you see we're tired my heart and I we dealt with books We trusted men, and in our own blood drenched the pen, as if such colors could not fly. We walked too straight for fortune's end. We loved too true to keep a friend. At last, we're tired, my heart and I. Three. How tired. We feel, my heart and I. We seem of no use in the world. Our fancies hang gray and uncurled. About men's eyes indifferently. Our voice which thrilled you so will let. You sleep, our tears are only wet. What do we hear, my heart and I? Four. 
so tired, so tired, my heart and I. It was not thus in that old time when Ralph sat with me neath the lime to watch the sunset from the sky. Dear love, you're looking tired, he said. I, smiling at him, shook my head. Tis now we're tired, my heart and I. Five. So tired, so tired, my heart and I. Though now none takes me on his arm To fold me close and kiss me warm Till each quick breath end in a sigh Of happy languor, now alone Will lean upon this graveyard stone Uncheered, unkissed, my heart and I Six Tired out we are, my heart and I Suppose the world brought diadems To tempt us crusted with loose gems Of powers and pleasures, let it try We scarcely care to look at even A pretty child or God's blue heaven We feel so tired, my heart and I Seven Yet who complains, my heart and I in this abundant earth, no doubt, is little room for things worn out. Disdain them, break them, throw them by. And if before the days grew rough, we once were loved, used well enough, I think we've fared, my heart and I. And now, for the weather. I look outside. And actually, I can't see anything. Besides the street light. Afar. So the only thing I can tell you today is that it's kind of warm. And it might stay that way for a little while.
today's coffee consists of hard kombucha and beer. We do not recommend brewing these beverages as you would your morning coffee. But if you have any nearby, go ahead and crack one open and enjoy. Unless you're not supposed to, and then we understand. It has been difficult in the house recently. There have been lots of arguments, lots of fighting. I think that it's a good idea to do a little bit of team building, something that we can all do together. We will share a few drinks and maybe have a laugh and forget the conflicts between us. This is a good idea. We will play Catan. This is a good idea. We clear off the table in the common area and put on some music. Oh yeah, this is really what we need. Five hours of chill, lo-fi beats to relax slash study to. Nothing bad can happen now. We all pick our favorite individually colored game pieces. Everyone is smiling. I got blue because I like blue. And I feel like it represents my uh, aura or whatever. Hmm. These rules are more complicated than I remember. One of my roommates is explaining the rules in great detail, which is well-intentioned, but I can tell that some of the newer players are intimidated and losing interest. I interrupt and tell everyone just to roll, and we'll figure it out as, as we go along. That same roommate keeps talking about strategy and seems pretty serious about the Everyone had already finished their first drinks and were well through their next ones. 
my roles were pretty unlucky. I keep getting numbers that are helping the person to my left. No one is trading with me, even though I have a lot of sheep that are supposedly useful in late game. Maybe I'll get luckier next round. What the fuck? They're trading for sheep? I just tried to get rid of mine and no one wanted it. This is bullshit. My so-called friends are teaming up against me. They always do this. Whenever anything happens, they always gang up on me and I don't even stand a chance. Oh, now they've done it. They've moved the robber onto my only clay spot, and now I'm even more boned. I finished my third drink. I need to get more points. I'm not last, but I'm really far from winning. I know. The next seven I get, I'll block off the wheat field that two of the people with more points than me are sharing. Yes! I can't believe I did it. I got a seven. I finished my beer to celebrate. My friend is yelling at me. I hate him. I'm yelling at my friend. We do not finish the game. Everyone goes to bed angry, and I'm drunk. And I'm the only one left. Which means... I've won. This... was a good idea. You've been hearing the silky sounds of Morning Synth's new family member. My name is Julian Andrews, and with me is Eric Santos on the synthesizer. bringing us some tasty licks.
Morning Synth has had the opportunity to take your family on a trip through the beautiful national parks. Grab your road snacks and buckle up. We're going on a tour. First thing first, where does your family want to go? Arches National Park? The one in Utah? The one that's 11 hours drive from here? Mm, sure, let's do it. Second thing, second. Is the park open? Looks like it just reopened a week ago. You know, where people like to go during a pandemic? National parks? Don't worry, it won't be crowded at all. Third thing, third. Do you have a family? That's an important consideration to make when planning to take your family on a national park tour. All right, you finally arrived at the gate to the national park. We roll up to the information booth, and a young man behind a mask reaches out his hand. He's got a map and a brochure. Take it. You've never been here before, and you gotta look like you know what you're doing. Bust it open. Scan it. Make some noises, like it's confirming what you already know. In reality, absorb as much trail info as you possibly can. You're gonna need options. Cool. Three trails on the end of the road deep in the park. These trails are only a mile or two each and take you to some absolutely breathtaking sights. Sweet. You're on the trail of the first hike. It's hot. 95 degrees. Fahrenheit. It's the desert. No shade. Did they bring enough water? You better double check. This is your job now. You're a tour guide who's getting paid in expectation and hot dogs. Did your mom remember to bring her phone? She wants photos. Sweet, sweet photos. It's the whole reason she dragged you into this. 
Oh look, an arch. This arch is unlike anything you've ever seen. You quickly contemplate the forces of nature that were at play here to create such a monolith as a group of tourists pass your family by walking a few feet off of the designated trail. Oh well, the whole world is going to hell in a handbag. What's the difference if we murder a few indigenous plants along the way? It's time. Time for a family photo. Remember, pics, or it didn't happen. But wait, you didn't bring anyone that isn't part of your family. Looks like your dad is already handing a phone to a complete stranger. Deep breath. You can do this. All you have to do is smile. At this point, I think you've got the idea. This is only the first hike of many, and the first day of five, that you've got to keep your cool. Don't worry. At any point you start doubting your ability to make it through this, just remember, there are hot dogs waiting for you at the end of the day. The backyard is a weird place. It's always a bit overgrown, but it has a certain charm to it. The side furthest from the house has a line of trees that create a canopy of shade in the afternoon. Some of the trees grow lemons. If you've never used a lemon before, we do have some reference material for you in a previous episode. Can't remember which one though. A vine system, likely parasitic, weaves throughout the trees twisting and turning 
around the branches, leading up and down their trunks. The vines have these beautiful serrated leaves, and they are the color of fresh mint. From the wicker-covered chair that I sit in, I can see one of the vines reach a pile of dead leaves and stretch across the planters behind the furniture, darting between the rotted fruits that wither away. The vine has a black static sprinkling all over it. If I squint my eyes, I can't see it. I know it's there. It's millions of tiny ants. They scramble along the vine as if it were some sort of superhighway, saving time that would otherwise be wasted navigating through the leaves in the planter. The texture of the bark is avoided. They can travel between the trees. I don't always feel like an ant, but sometimes I do.
National Park tourists are an interesting brand of humans. Often white, more often oblivious. 
They crowd the trails and think they are overprepared while simultaneously being underprepared for the experience they are about to endure. Still with us? Here are 10 interesting facts about National Park tourists. Number one, National Park tourists often carry extremely expensive cameras. You might walk past a couple that you believe are going to a photo shoot or a filming location. You are correct. They are paid to be there. Number two. National park tourists can be found carrying disposable water bottles made of plastic of the Nestel or Danasi brand in one hand while wearing a pair of tiny sneakers. Number three. Bring your map with you. The likelihood that you will encounter a tourist that is in need of direction is high. Number four. If your national park has climbing that is easily visible from trail or tarmac, tourists will ask the climbers, how did they get the ropes up there? Or say, I would never do that. Number five. Is this the way to Half Dome? The answer is yes. Number six. Tourists will often loosely acknowledge the indigenous people that used to live in the park area by talking about them as theme park or zoo attractions. Number seven. Tourists will often be seen ignoring important signs such as keep out, stay on the trail, or please do not disturb or feed the wildlife. Number eight, khakis. Number nine, Tourists can be found taking pictures of things that don't seem very interesting. Number 10. Some national park tourists have been seen littering on trails, claiming that their banana peels are natural. If you were interested in more animal facts or national parks, 
Plan a trip to one of the many beautiful national parks there are to enjoy. But please, do some research and plan to blend in with the locals as much as you can. The locals really appreciate it. bazaar that allow all people to buy, sell, and trade knickknacks, tasty treats, furniture, jewelry, musical instruments, art, and more. If you were interested in putting in too much work to get the rush of flipping and haggling, Follow these steps, and you will master the art of flipping at the flea market. Number one, find a flea market to go to. It might be a bit difficult to find one right now, but if you do, wear a mask. Number two, give yourself a list of criteria. When you go to a flea market, it is a good idea to know what you were looking for so you can try and avoid the temptation of buying things you don't need or want. Number three, buy the thing. Doesn't really matter what the thing is, but it should be something that you are willing to put some work into to create a whole new item that will be attractive to modern consumers. Number four, take the thing back to your workshop and apply your creative vision to the thing. If you do not have a workshop, your backyard, your backyard, your living room, your bathroom, or the break room at work 
will also suffice. Number five, mark up the cost of the thing based on the original purchase price, the amount of time, and the cost of the upgrades or side grades that you have applied to the item. Number six, take the item back to a flea market, preferably in a different market than the one you bought it, and sell it. Remember, you are trying to make a profit, so don't sell it for less than you put into it. And remember, this might be the time for you to beg for someone to buy your thing. Number seven. Question mark. Wait. Who put these question marks here? Number eight. Profit. Now, you have made a profit on flipping an item purchased at a flea market and subsequently sold at a flea market. Rejoice. Complete.
Western United States of America. black scars that carve their ways through pristine deserts and fragile forests. As I sat in the back seat of a cramped car, being crushed by coolers and cases, 
I watched as the sandstone towers, pine trees, purple peaks, blue water, birds, horses, and deer rushed past my gaze. In the middle of nowhere, in the so-called frontier, I thought to myself, where are all the things? And then I realized, not here. And I smiled. And now, for your daily etymology, brought to you by edemonline.com. Equity. the early 14th century. Quality of being equal or fair. Impartiality in dealing with others. From Old French, Esquite, 13th century. From Latin, aequitatem, which is the nominative of aequitas, meaning equality, uniformity, conformity, symmetry, fairness, equal rights, kindness, moderation. From aequus, even, just, equal. As the name of a system of law from the 1590s, from Roman naturalis equitas, the general principles of justice which corrected or supplemented the legal codes.
you've been listening to. Morning Synth. We thank you for tuning in to this episode 23. And also, if you have happened to listen to every single one of our episodes so far, send us a message. We'll send you a treat. 